The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position of Owen TV's management, staff, or board of directors. Hello and welcome to About Town. My guest today is Molly Lalone, our DDA director. How are you doing today? Very well. Thank you, Sarah, for having me today. Absolutely. Well, thank you for making time for your, us for your schedule. All right. So first things first, where did you grow up? Well, I was born in Seattle, Washington. You know, I was going to move there after law school. I, th- I, I love the weather. It's beautiful there. It's very beautiful. We still have um, family members who live uh, in the area. It's become very expensive. It's no longer um, easy to live in that area. It used to be we just kind of complained about the rain, but now there's a lot more to complain about and love. Uh, always the same things to love. But um, And then we moved to Idaho and down to um, Southern California. And I would think um, probably it would be fair to say that most of my childhood was in Southern California um, near L.A. Wow. So why did you come to Michigan? Um, well, all of the moves were because of my dad's job. He worked for General Motors and he kept getting promoted. And when you get promoted, you have the opportunity to go where they've promoted you to be. The <laughs> and... opportunity. I like that spin. <laughs> I like that spin. Yes. Yeah. So in my senior year, in my senior year, dad got promoted to uh, headquarters in uh, Detroit, in Warren, Michigan. And so we went. <laughs> we went in the middle of my senior year. That was horrible. <laughs> was <laughs> there anybody? Was there anybody like you wanted to go to prom with that, that had, was going to ask you, but then you moved? I had a steady boyfriend that oh, we were going to like have our lives with, but that worked out. It's okay. You know, if you're not really destined to be with somebody and you've moved several states away, it just makes it easier, right? Yes. Well, I had a boyfriend going into uh, college. I went to Michigan State. He went to U of M. Didn't work out. Oh. Too, too far. The distance was too far. And it was U of M. Anywho. <laughs> So uh, why don't you give us a brief um, summary of how you got to Lake Orion, because you're our Downtown Development Authority, the DDA uh, director. Yes, I am. Um, Well, (sighs) once I got married, we moved around a bit then, too, um, when I first got married, right out of college. And then uh, we ended up in um, Ortonville, near Goodrich, kind of right on the line there. And my kids were going to Goodrich schools, and I was looking for a part-time job. Um, and lo and behold, there was the, um, part-time, um, downtown development authority position available in Ortonville. And I thought, well, part-time nearby, I'll go look at that. And, um, their DDA position was part-time at the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. At the time. Yep. It was part-time. And, um, I just know all of the stuff you do that, that, okay. Anyway, part-time. Yes, it was part-time. And yes. So I worked, um, I worked part-time and logged all of my, um, you know, volunteer hours, which is not what a director really does, but volunteer hours and just made the case every year to um, let's have a, let's add a few more hours to what I work because I'm definitely working them for you. So let's, and it eventually became a full-time position there. Um, yeah. And it was just one of those things where um, I had created a, this is my perfect job environment because back then that's what you did on your resumes. You kind of figure out what's your environment and where do you thrive and you describe all of those things. Um, and that's what I did. And when I went into the interview, they said, well, we're looking for, 
And they listed all the same things. And I said, listen, I wrote that in my resume, and you just told me that that's what the job description is, and I think this is a pretty good match, and I think we should try. (laughs) That's actually a really good response in an interview. I'm going to remember that one, even though I'm my own boss right now. But, um, okay, so you started off in Ortonville, Mm -hmm. and then you ended up in Lake Orion. What was the – where? What happened in between there? Um, in between, as I said, I went from full from part time to full time, mm-hmm. and I also um, became a volunteer for the Michigan Downtown Association, um, which is a statewide downtown advocate um, group support group um, for downtown management. And um, I worked in the uh, I was the advocacy chair. I still am. I took a break and went back. Um, <clears throat> and anyway. Gave myself more experience, um, kind of kept broadening my scope. Um, and then the position became available in Lake Orion, and I decided to apply. And when was that? That was in 2016. Okay, so you've been with us for about five years. Correct. Gotcha. All right, so uh, I probably should have asked this um, from the get-go. Can you describe what the DDA does? Because I know when I was not, when I didn't have a shop mm-hmm. downtown, I had no idea. So... Well, it's um, the Downtown Development Authority is a downtown management organization um, where the idea is we're going to take um, a specific um, investment and it's always going to be pointed towards downtown um, management and downtown growth. <clears throat> and it's a, it happens to be tax incremented financing um, with the Downtown Development Authority. And there's a list of properties. And um, on those list of properties, the growth from when the DDA starts to now, the growth belongs to the DDA. That's the, that's the investment agreement with mm-hmm. the municipality. Okay. And what kind of things, programs, et cetera, pre-pandemic, because we'll get mm-hmm. into that, but pre-pandemic – what what was the job well of the DDA we are in a nationally accredited main street program and that means that we focus on four different areas of downtown management one is promotion how are we going to get people mm-hmm. um, to pay attention to downtown and bring them downtown the second is design what does it look like when people arrive <laughs> yep the second is um, or the third is economic vitality we look at um, business recruitment and business retention and how we can encourage um, a healthy business mix um, and talk to property owners about that. And then the last one is organization, and that's um, who's doing all of this work and um, are we telling that story? Gotcha. And then for during the pandemic, I know that it was crazy uh, Mm -hmm. because it was you didn't have a playbook for this one. Oh, the rules kept changing. Yeah, we had um, we had plan A through M at one point, you know, from if if the government decides if if our public gathering has to change, um, then we're going to do we're either going to not do this event or we're going to do the event this way or we're going to open it up and do it this way. We had just a whole bunch of for every single event that we did in town town, we had lots of options available. Gotcha. Um, we also very quickly figured out that um, what we needed to do is rebrand ourselves as an outdoor destination so mm-hmm. that people could still come downtown and they'd feel safe here. 
Um, and you, it, there was the creation of the uh, social districts. Right, right. Um, the state created the social district and um, uh, the legislation for the social district and the village and the really, the, I mean, it starts out at the village level. It's always um, municipality-based, that kind of legislation. So um, we started working on it right away. And um, we ended up being the first downtown in Oakland County to have a social district. And where are the social districts? There, there, there's a couple, right, in downtown? Well, it, all right. The social district itself is um, the perimeter. And within that perimeter, um, all of the restaurants um, that are inside the perimeter, they get to be, they can apply for a social district permit to sell drinks that can be outside. Okay. <clears throat> then there's a second layer. And the second layer is the commons area, social districts district commons area and that is where we can once we buy our drink we get to hang out in the commons area for lake orion we decided to make it all of the sidewalks um in downtown gotcha so <laughs> i can sidewalks yeah. i can grab a drink um uh-huh. at i'm not gonna well at oat soda mm-hmm. go on the sidewalk have mm-hmm. it um can i drink it on the sidewalk yes you can okay yes. and then but i can't you know pull something out of my purse and pour it in a cup and start drinking it. No, please don't do that. Um, I have some, I have a list here of do's and don'ts. Okay. <laughs> well, I was going to just start like randomly uh, Go asking you. Um, so I can't pull it out of my purse. What about my pocket? What if it's a flask? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Why don't you go ahead and read those and I'll take a picture of that and post it with the mm-hmm. um, podcast. Okay. Um, please don't assume that every restaurant participates. Now, as it happens, we do have almost every restaurant participating. Yeah, we just, uh, at the last um, village council meeting. Uh, you approved nine Yeah, we Yeah, yes. there was a lot. Yes. Yeah, there's 313 Pizza Bar, American Legion, Anita's Kitchen, Bitter Tom's Distillery, Fork and Pint, Johnny Black's Lake House, Oat Soda, Sagebrush Cantina, and Wine Social. So almost every restaurant in town, you can definitely go in there. But do not assume that every restaurant participates. Make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, do not bring your own beer. Beer. Once you have your cup, don't refill it. <laughs> um, please don't take your drink and go away and go somewhere else. You kind of need to stay within the social district when you're drinking your drink. You can throw out your drink and then leave. But mm-hmm. please don't um, leave the social district while you're drinking. And that's the, uh, the perimeter of downtown and there are signs there's signs okay. that say social district commons area and when you go past one of those signs you're going out of the area really when you're walking through downtown when you are no longer in downtown you're no longer in the social district just okay. kind of keep it simple sweet and simple um and once you buy a drink for the social district it's for the social district so what what you buy there stays there if you're going to walk into another restaurant you need to get rid of that cup before you walk in Okay, and and this is not being picky. This is protecting those uh, liquor licenses. Right, right. We, you know, we're not we're not being fussy. We're just protecting the businesses that we rely on. We yeah. rely on that on uh, the traffic that we get from those restaurants. Yeah, because the L L C right liquor licensing. Yeah, Michigan th- yeah, liquor yeah, licensing. They they are commissions control. Yeah, whatever. They they do they do follow up on complaints and everything. So they please do. make sure that. You know, you uh, follow those rules, and I will post those. Like I said, mm-hmm. um, you did say do. There is a list yes. of do. Yes, do ask your bartenders about the Lake Orion Social District. Do purchase your beverages from those permitted restaurants. Do enjoy your beverage. 
in the in a social district cup out in town and downtown anywhere where the social social district is and then uh enjoy our downtown shops enjoy our restaurants enjoy yourself in downtown we're providing you lots of different options yep um well we also have the lake orion um live going on more outdoor fun (laughs) yeah well um Starting this month, we're going to have a DJ out in town. We started that um, last year just because we wanted to make sure we were entertaining everybody who was standing outside on the sidewalks um, make, so they would stay longer mm-hmm. because once a person stays longer, they're also more willing to go to a shop. So right. we wanted to do that. And, uh, so and then that's go starting... get, get appetizer at one place, dinner at another, mm-hmm. dessert at another. Remember that you need to buy your mom or dad a present and yep. Yep. Dip, dip into a shop and do that. Yes. Yep. Remember that you're out of soap. Go to Sarah's and get yes. some really good soap. Good plug. Good plug. I did not pay Molly to do that. Okay. Okay. So actually, I, let me just talk about your soap, though, um, guys. I went into Sarah and I said I need goat's milk soap because you know I'm a delicate flower and I need special soap. And she said, "Hmm. Well, I don't have any, but I'll make you some." And then she proceeded to make me some in exactly, exactly what I asked for. She asked me about the scents. She asked me about oatmeal, uh, colloidal oatmeal. She had to explain what that was. And then I said, yes, I'd like that. And um, It's just powdered oatmeal. It's not, I I had to (laughs) Google that like three times before it stuck. So anyway. (laughs) And it's really nice soap. Oh, I'm glad you you. like it. I'm glad you like it. Thank you very much, yes. And now you can use that citrus with the um, shower melts. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. So. Um, okay, so when are these the Thursday night? The DJ is going to be out yeah. Thursday night? Yeah, DJ is Thursday night. Um, last year, the other thing that we added that we are keeping um, is a first Friday concerts. So um, as you may or may not know, 20 Front Street has is our live music venue. Um, they bring in um, really beautiful talent um, into their 90-person auditorium, and they've been closed for over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, we want them to stay. <laughs> we yeah. um, that and at the DDA, we feel very strongly that that is a unique um, characteristic of our downtown that we don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. So um, last year, we talked to them about um, what uh, what they could do to help us with our concerts and how what they would suggest for making our concerts a little bit more exciting. And what they said is, "Gosh, there are entertainers who um, up until March had a full." schedule for the next 18 months and now they don't have anything to do Mm -hmm. why don't we ask them if they could come and play friday nights um here in lake orion and that's the first friday of every month first fridays yes so that's how first fridays uh, lake orion live concerts were born the first one this year is going to be june 4th it's going to be philip michael scales we're very excited and then um july um 2nd it will be on the sun August 6th, it will be the Moxie Strings, and then uh, we're hoping to have another one in September. That'll be the last the last one, and that'll be um, September 3rd, so right, right on the cusp of the Labor Day weekend. That'll be really fun. And then our Wednesday Lake Orion Live concerts are going to start on July 7th, and it'll be um, our local favorite, um, Steve Taylor 3. Those are all in the gazebo down in Children's Park. They all start at 6.30. We had um, what we started with last year's. We created um, six-foot boxes that were six-foot apart from other boxes. Mm -hmm. So families could come, and they knew if they were inside – 
the box that we had painted on the grass that they were safe and that the next person could come over and they could feel comfortable about having them next to them because they knew that we had measured everything. Gotcha. Okay. And then we were also, we had, I guess we were compliance officers. I, I didn't know that that was the title, but we were um, keeping track of attendance. We had little clickers. Um, we had volunteers at all of the entrances making sure that we didn't go over whatever the number was gotcha. that week. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because that did, changed It did a lot. change a lot. Yes, it did. All right. So... Um, what else is going on downtown in the next, well, let's say May and June. May and June. Well, we've got social district nights going on, and that is every Thursday night from 5 until 8. Um, it is a promotional campaign where we, um, every Thursday, we're talking about the social district just to let people know that there is one because mm-hmm. it's such a brand new concept. And also to celebrate all of the um, stores that are open after 5. And we really have quite a few that stay open after 5 o'clock, and people don't know that. Yep. So we want to really talk about um, all the places that stay open after 5. So on those Thursdays, we will have um, different promotions going on. Um, for the ladies' night, ladies' night is always going to be the last Thursday. and uh, Oh, except in June. The last Thursday in June is going to be men's night instead of ladies' night. Yeah. Um, this month, we're going to be giving out flowers on Ladies' Night. If you go into a shop, you'll be able to get a flower um, for your lady. And um, Men's Night, it's going to be all about the guys, so it'll be different. And uh, anyway, so there's something going on every Thursday night. The music will be starting um, May 21 and 22, Friday and Saturday. Um, yeah, or, or, or around, whatever, whatever Friday, Saturday is around there. Um, is going to be Flower Fair. Flower okay. Fair. And Flower Fair um, traditionally was the weekend we just finished, Mother's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And it um, they uh, the request from the public was that we change that to closer to Memorial Day. Um, so that's what happened. Um, actually, the yeah, it's the 21st and 22nd of May. That's a Friday and Saturday. This is now hosted by the Orient Arts Center. And they, um, they have an event um, company that's putting it on. Um, they've got a retail event. Um, when I say retail, I mean a store event where uh, you, can, you can buy a ticket to go on a succulent um, plant search. And they give you a list of where the shops, of all the different shops, and you have to find all of them. And every time you go into a shop, you're going to get a cute little plant. And they give you a planter, and once you have all of your plants collected, you get to go, and a, a plant gardener person shows you how to design your little planter. I'm going to have to have my husband do that because I, I kill plants. It's, it's quite embarrassing. Um, anyway, anyway, I, uh, I, I, but I, can't, I, have, I have a succulent still alive. I, I was just going to say that. They're yep. very hard to kill. I, I mean, uh, I've done it before, but this one has <laughs> has lasted for... You're talented. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I am very talented. We have... Um, my uh, my partner um, just really has a big heart, and um, I will decide that there's plants that are dead, and I try to get rid of them, and he sneaks them down into the basement. So there are succulents down in the basement that are getting no natural light, and they're happy. <laughs> and I don't... I don't know. It's his love. That's what it is, right? Yep. Because if I did that, they'd be dead dead completely. They should be dead. I mean, sometimes they should be dead, but things survive. So anyway, succulents are a great thing for beginners. They're great for beginners, and that'll be a lot of fun. I plan to buy a ticket for my mom to send her around to 
to do that too. That'll be fun. Yeah. Over a hundred vendors, um, entertainment. They're they're doing um, a man cave of some sort. Um, I hope to hear more about it Thursday morning when we talk to uh, businesses about the flower fair during the business power hour. So we'll, we'll gotcha. hear more soon. <laughs> All right. Well then. Uh, okay. So. And that's May. That gets us through yeah, May. That, that, through May. That We're, gets us through May. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot to digest. So. <laughs> We'll get there. Well, I mean, we got Dragon Lake and all that other stuff, but yeah. for now, we'll focus well, on Well, Jubilee's coming back in oh, June. Jubilee, yeah. Jubilee's coming back. That's the um, carnival um, rides and through the center of town. Um, that's going to be at the end of June. They were not able to do that last year, so everyone's been missing it. Um, June 26th is going to be um, the fireworks. Now, in the past, we've had two different dates for fireworks and two different shows, and this year it's going to be one big show on June 26th. The dueling fireworks again? I don't know if it's going to be dueling fireworks. I think it's just going to be one really big show. I love those because, um, well, it was very convenient for us where where we live on the lake to watch both of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was great. But in my two of my three dogs uh, are bird dogs. My husband hunts with them. Well, one's retired. But anyway, so whenever there's fireworks, you know, some dogs have to have, you know, doggy Xanax. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. No, they're looking at the sky, wondering when the bird's going to fall. When's gonna... <laughs> and then my Great Dane Steve is a big um, hot mess. He he is so scared when those happen. So he needs basically like a horse tranquilizer to calm him down. See, I I grew up um, reading Marmaduke in the in the uh, uh, comic strip, mm-hmm. you know, in the paper on Saturday. And I think that Steve and Marmaduke are the same dog. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And I mean, because I've met Steve because yes, he used to live yes. in your store. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. But he, so Great Danes are very odd dogs, <laughs> but on the spectrum of like, you know, being less odd to being more odd than <laughs> most, <laughs> he's right in the middle. Like Is he's he? not like an outlier at all. He's not an extremist. So just imagine how weird they can actually get. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Anyhow. Such a character. Yes. Good Do job. you have any pets? I have a cat, and her name is Bagheera. Bagheera. And, yeah. Her name is Bagheera. Um, she actually looks, so this is a Jungle Book name, and she actually looks more like Shere Khan. Um, she's, you know, an orange, um, long-haired, stripy, brownie, striped, stripy. She's beautiful. Obviously, she's beautiful. All cats are pretty beautiful. Um, but she's a girl, and we did not think she was vicious because she looked so cute. Turns out she's vicious. So, actually, Shere Khan, you know, fits her personality and her coloring, but we named her Bagheera <laughs> instead, which is like the black cat, I think, isn't it, in the Jungle Book? It's been a long time since I watched the Jungle Book. Yeah, I think it's the black cat. And she's not a black cat, but she's uh, she's a great, very, very friendly. Uh, she chills, She's very friendly. She comes over and she says hello to everybody. And somewhere in the middle of all the petting, she just decides to chomp on someone's hand. Yep. Not hard, but it's, you know, people aren't used to being chomped on by cats. Well, no, it's, it's so. they, they had enough. They they like their love, and then they have had enough. Mm-hmm. I grew up mm-hmm. with cats. We had, oh, man, a lot of cats. And actually, um, I had a cat through law school who used to you know, sit on my papers. He, oh, of course, just, yes, of course. And so when Brad... Cat and wait, that's what we call those. Yes, <laughs> just reminding me of, you know, I needed to take a chill pill every once in a while <laughs> um, and lounge like a cat, but... Yeah. Or, or give him attention. And he was an orange tabby. Um, my sister actually found him in an alley in Dearborn being chased by a rat that was bigger than him. <gasps> oh, yes. definitely needs saving. And I, I walk in, I'm like, she had already rescued a cat. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's mine. <laughs> 
I will take him after I'm out of the graduate dorms because I didn't get my act together and I didn't get an apartment, so I had to live in the graduate <laughs> dorms. Anyway, um, but Azar actually passed away. He was a very sick kitty um, about three years ago, two and a half years ago now. And I told my husband, Brad, I'm like, you know what? We, we were always cat people. We didn't have a dog. I have a secret. I want a huge, explicit dog. And he's like, how, how huge? I'm like, big. Oh, goodness. Irish wolfhound big. And mm. he's like, no. I'm like, <laughs> we went back and forth for about two months, and then we settled on a Great Dane because they're the second largest, but the largest dog in the world has consistently been a, a, a Great Dane. So, hmm. But we went from our cat to Steve, our cat Azar to Steve. Oh, goodness. And it was a transition, but it was a good one. Um, anyhow. Yeah, so our cat was rescued, and I've had several dogs that have been rescued. And I just we just lost um, our baby recently. In the, during the pandemic, she passed away. But, um, yeah, you, uh, we rescued that dog from our – well, and it was, it was kind of a gift more than a rescue, but our um, neighbors were moving, and they were moving to some place where they weren't allowed to have large dogs. And this dog had been our friend over the fence for years – and we said, well, of course she needs to come and live with us. <laughs> oh, so, well, that's yeah. wonderful. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. But I am sorry for your loss. It seems like a lot of people have been adopting dogs over the pandemic mm. and cats. Mm. So lots of, lots of puppy dog walking I see yes. in my neighborhood. Yeah. Well, uh, and you're in Rochester? I live in Rochester yep. Hills. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I used to volunteer at Leader Dogs for the Blind. Oh, yes. Yes. Before I opened the store, I got to play with the six-week-old puppies. Mm. That was like therapy. I, I probably should have been paying them. But uh, no, there, uh, there's a lot of dog walkers in downtown Lake Orion. Mm-hmm. I, Do you know that the leader dogs of the blind um, trainers, they come with their van and their puppy dogs and they actually do some training in downtown Lake Orion? Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, if you want to see them, um, they come in the morning, like around 10 o'clock and they park in the Children's Park parking lot. And then they, you know, they go traveling all through our neighborhoods. Um, yeah, well, the fantastic program. Yeah. Fantastic program. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to jump back a couple of conversations ago. You mm-hmm. mentioned you had kids. Oh, I've, met your, I've mm-hmm. met your daughter. Mm-hmm. And who Alice. else? Yes. Um, my son, Philip is a Marine, and he is stationed in California right now. And um, it is 42 days until he is no longer on active duty. Oh yes, um, I remember you telling me this one. Yeah, and I have, I have, uh, he's not been home um, for over a year and a half, and we all miss him very much. <laughs> and um, but it's a little scary having him come home because, you know, if you are uh, a personality that is going to be a really, really good Marine, you're also a little bit crazy in normal society. Um, and we all love all of the people that we have in our lives, um, but, but. Us adults are slightly nervous about what's going to happen when my daughter and my son get back together. My daughter's so excited. She's like, just wait. You won't believe what we're going to do. You, are you ready? And we're like, now that you mention it, no, <laughs> we're not ready. <laughs> so party on, Wayne. Oh, no, um, no, that's awesome. That's fantastic that he's coming home. Uh, mm-hmm. where, where Was he deployed anywhere? He was in Afghanistan. Yes, he gotcha. was there. Yeah. How long was he there for? Um... Around a year, he was not stationed. Um, he was doing what they call a temporary duty, 
Um, but he was there for a long time. I mean, to me, I, it was just well, felt decades, so felt like de- decades, and especially when he would call and say, Mom, I'm going to Baghdad, and um, my leader, my superior told me I needed to call and, and talk to everybody before I left. And I think, oh, that's not good. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. No. <laughs> no. And he always, you know, and he called when he got, like, I'm back in base now. Everything's okay. So, you know, they were telling us. And um, I know that we were communicating on special lines so that it couldn't be picked up. Um, I don't know how they keep the military safe these days. Um, I'm very grateful for the IT people who Keep our military um, confidential and safe because that's got to be hard. And that is all uh, like I don't even understand. Begin mm-hmm. can begin to understand all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your daughter? Uh, my daughter's in Ohio. She works for the Boy Scouts. Um, she's a district director down there, and she, um, you know, is the one who coordinates all of the troops. Um, make sure that those troops are following the um, Boy Scout um, guidelines and, and getting all of their requirements um, done on time. And, and, and she does the fundraising. She does all that stuff. Um, she has a biology degree. Um, and working out with the kids in the woods has just been a lot of fun for her. Yeah. 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 I was a Girl Scout for like five months just to sell cookies. Just, just to sell, to sell- <laughs> I was kind of really, well, no, I wasn't kind of. I was a little butterball when I was in fifth grade, and I just really wanted to sell cookies. So <laughs> They're really good cookies. It's um, it's worth selling for sure. Have you tried the new ones, the Samoa? There's some mores. That's the Samoas, the Samoas. Mm. Don't. I, I ate the whole package. You ate the whole thing? Oh, gosh. All right. So um, s'mores. I think that the best way to have a, a toasted marshmallow, how do you eat those toasted marshmallows? I mean, I would, I prefer, like, Pretty brown, a little little crispy, starting to burn. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, I don't have the patience to wait for that perfect, and I so see. I just let it burn and then blow it out. Aha! Okay, well, sure. So we 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 all toast our marshmallows the way we toast them, right? What do you do afterwards? Put it between the between the graham crackers and the chocolate and the chocolate. Okay. Well, this is my suggestion uh-huh. to the whole world. Dip it in a rum chata and and then put it in your mouth and eat it or put it between the graham crackers. But really, the rum chata is what makes the marshmallow the best thing ever. For those 21 and over. Yes. 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 I will have yes. to try that. I will have to try that. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> we, we I'm got... not sure I can eat marshmallows, toasted marshmallows anymore if I don't have rum chata around. I think that's a great thing. Uh, or... You know, the rum, Coco Loco, anything, the cream with the, the cream, with the booze yeah. and a marshmallow. It's really good because you got a hot marshmallow that's got a little bit of crispiness on the outside mm-hmm. and is melting on the inside. And then you stick it in the and it just soaks up everything and it just and it still has that texture. It's wonderful. I'm I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> now, now we know that you're a experimental um, chef. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so now I'm going to ask you three random questions mm-hmm. and then you for, you know, as a thank you for answering them um, or playing along, you can ask me one. So I'm going to just grab three. So I'll ask you two and then you can ask me one. Then I'll ask you the last one. Okay. All right. 
random question number one. What was one thing that made you smile last week? Mm. Um, watching my family try to talk to my son via video chat and getting all caught up in the enhancements. They, you know, they put crowns on themselves and they give themselves bunny ears and forgot to talk to my son. Gotcha. That made me smile. <laughs> um, well, was this for Mother's Day? Yeah, that was for Mother's Day. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys do anything else for Mother's Day? Um, normally... Normally, we go to Rochester Mills mm-hmm. um, for years. We've gone to Rochester Mills, and they have their four um, pool tables uh, that they convert into buffet tables. And one of the buffet tables is um, chocolate and dessert. And one of the buffet tables is smoked fish. And I just pretty much exist in those two tables. There are other tables that I don't care about. That's what we normally do, mm-hmm. and we could not do that this year. So um, my mom and I had a beer and we talked about what we liked about that buffet. And then we decided to go buy that stuff. And that's what we had for our <laughs> Mother's Day brunch that lasted all day. Well, but, that's, yeah. that, that, that's an actual good uh, um, swap there. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm concerned about there's not going to be buffets really for a while. I, I, the only reason why I go to Vegas is for buffets. <laughs> it's not like I've been there a lot. I've been there twice. And each time I find the good buffet. You know, um, all right. So it, can you imagine what Las Vegas must look like during a pandemic? Um, we it, we are currently hiring two positions. We've got two part-time positions that are open. One is the administrative coordinator and one is the events coordinator. While I was interviewing somebody for the events position who had just moved back home um, to Michigan from Las Vegas. And she was describing walking down the street, walking down the strip, and absolutely nothing's there. And they had to board up the doors because the doors didn't have locks on them because Las Vegas is never closed. Can you imagine what that, I mean, the picture she painted, I thought, I never thought wow. of it that way. <laughs> wow. I mean, it makes sense, but I mm-hmm. don't, yeah, the casinos mm. are open 24-7. They just, they never close, except they had to um, during the pandemic. So that was um, enormous. All right. So. Random question number two. What movie, book, or play influenced you the most? The Lord of the Rings series, um, for sure. I um, And what about that? Yes. Uh, well, I don't know. There's wizards and there's hobbits, and the hobbits have little houses that have beautiful flowers all around them, and they love food, and they have, you know, first breakfast and second breakfast, and I just relate with all that. Mm-hmm. And they love beer. I do. I love beer. Um I love it when people, um, you know, have a big, nice stick and they stomp and they say, you shall not pass. I just, all of that drama is awesome. And um, I mean, I read all the books and then I read all the books again and then I read all the books again and then the movies came out and then I watched all the movies and I watched them again. So how do you think the movies stack up to the books? They did okay. They did all right. Um, I believe every single time that you're going to get more from a book than you are from a movie because your brain is a better has better imagination for your body than than a movie director's imagination does but mm-hmm. um, the movies were pretty good there's this one scene and it was so quick but i thought it was like just fantastic um the elf um what's his name what's his name um the younger elf um, the blonde elf? Yes. Okay. Long. We, we can go with the blonde elf, right? The blonde. No, you know, he's very, elf? Uh, the, 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 
very popular actor. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's going to come I'm to me. I'm not good at that. Young, young guy. Young yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Married to um, Katy Perry or or partners with her. Right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Um, he just, it's during a, like a battle scene mm-hmm. and somebody, another another one of the ring guys is riding with the horse and he just grabs it and then flips over and then sits on the back of the horse. It was just like like two seconds, but I'm like, that's awesome. Do you did you want to have a horse when you were younger? No, I was not one of the um, Lisa Ann or it, it was that what it's called? No, no, Lisa Ann's the salon next to me. The um, <laughs> the sticker company, um, the cutesy little stickers. Anyway, they had Lisa pon- Frank. Lisa Frank. Thank Lisa you. Frank. Yes. Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> um, I wasn't one of the those girls who would do the stickers and then like dream about having a, a pony or a horse. I, uh, you know, it, it was what it was. I went to farm camp at Upland Hills for a couple summers. And, you know, after riding the horses there and we would have draft horse day, mm-hmm. you walking around like a cowboy. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. You're good. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, my Our, grandpa had a, he had a horse. We had a farm. Um, this is back in Washington state. And um, when I was, you know, between 11 and 14, when I'd get to go back and visit, I would ride that horse bareback, and I did not know. I just was riding. I did not know it was as awesome as it was because I, I grew up, you know, just playing with the horses. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. But you couldn't ride bareback? No, I can't anymore, but I could when I was 12 because I didn't know it was hard. So I, you know, I just would ride, and then at some point somebody's like, "That's how'd you stay on that horse? I'm like, I don't know. I just stood on, stayed on the horse. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing if you never thought like if somebody never told you oh that that's really hard or you, you shouldn't be doing that I wonder how many things we would actually be you know, like continuing to do and doing well mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway all right is that right side up mm-hmm. I'll let you ask me that one what movie Sarah have you seen multiple times oh I've already answered that one oh um, okay it, it was so for the be- listening it, it, office uh, uh, audience we are going to have uh, pick another one two. Because that one was Beauty and the Beast, and I already mm. talked about that with mm-hmm. Jerry. What was one thing that made you smile last week? <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't answer that question. I did, but right, you didn't. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. My husband made me breakfast in bed for Mother's Day. Do I'm, you have I, children, sir? No, I, I know I'm a dog mom. I know I'm a dog mom. Ah, dog mom. Um, but... Uh, our dogs, uh, the our Ginzi and Soto, uh, got sick a couple of years ago, and for like two weeks they were having diarrhea. And I, mm-hmm. and this was like two weeks before Mother's Day, and so I was. When our Soto's an English setter, so she has feathering. Um, so I would go out there and wipe them down after they, you know, Aww. had some digestive issues. And after about a week and a half of this, I walk in. I'm like, Brad, <laughs> I'm. I'm wiping butts and mom's wipe butts. And so you're taking me to brunch this weekend. <laughs> for Mother's Day. For Mother's Day. <laughs> and so ever since then, uh makes sense. We we've we've celebrated Mother's Day <laughs> with a brunch. But uh so he brought um breakfast up and then Steve decided to you can always hear him bust through the baby gate when he wants to come upstairs and <laughs> sounds like a just a herd of elephants like running up the stairs and then he was pouting because we won't give him human food. So he's like just sitting on our bed, like looking at us like. 
It was so very cute. When he sits, does he have his feet on the floor and put his butt on the on the mattress, or does he climb all the way up? He climbs all the way up. He does that with the couches. I think that is the funniest thing. The the pictures of the of those dogs, just with their butt and everything, their paws are on the ground. At just the scale of those dogs, they're so long legged. Yep, amazing. What are the other two dogs? What kind of breeds are they? English Setter and a Black Lab. Ah, yeah, yep. Our uh, black lab is getting up there in age, so she's retired from hunting. But she's still—I mean, labs—they're happy-go-lucky all the they time. Are. Yeah, they are. Yes. All right. Last random question: Have you ever screamed in terror only to find out that it was really nothing? Uh, yeah. Let me go back to my children. <laughs> <laughs> my children um, think of ways to get me to scream. Um, so all the time, always. I mean, and I can't even tell you, I, I've been so traumatized by this whole thing. I just know if my children are in the room and they are talking together, that there's something up and it's going to be, I'm their best target because I'm dramatically scream or when whatever mom. I do, whatever I do. Plus I'm mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you remember one for instance? I know if it's happened a lot, it's hard to pick out one time. Well, um, I don't know. I mean, my son used to decide to, I mean, he'd be in the house and he'd decide to sneak out of the house and then break back into the house by climbing into windows. Oh, that, that's great. That's great. And, and one time, I mean, I got better at listening, but one time he managed to sneak in in such a way that he really like landed on top of me and I really didn't know he was, I don't, I must've been asleep. I don't know. I must've been asleep on the couch or something because he literally landed on me and that's, Made my hair turn this color. <laughs> well, you know, I actually noticed your hair um, a week ago, and I, I really like it. I was trying to go um, like that, the silvery white, but mm-hmm. it never. If you don't have it, it doesn't stay. It doesn't stay. No, well. it doesn't. I wanted to. Um, I've colored my hair for uh, up until now. For a long time, I colored my hair. And um, for one thing, silver hair does not want to be colored. It doesn't want to keep the color. Mm-hmm. But that also, it, and then when you add um, silver, silver does want to stay. So here I have this, I have this gorgeous silver hair that um, I would love to grow out. And I just wanted to have um, silver dye on the part that wasn't silver that had been dyed. And the hairdresser said, okay, your hair is not going to do that. You're going to have it for like a week or two, yeah. and it's going to be the same amount of damage. So you you can't just do it every week. You have to give it a break. Um, anyway, so the pan- this was the changing my hair color was the best part that came out of the pandemic for me. I decided to grow mine out, and now it's I, – I got it in a ponytail now. Mm-hmm. It's like this bit of a ponytail. But, um, yeah, and I decided to – Because it was very short. It was kind of shaved almost on the back yep, there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so it's really fun though, cause I can now go downtown with the mask on and everything incognito. Nobody knows who I am. It's great. Um, okay. I, I know who you are. Well, well, yes. And until I open my mouth. No, I can tell you who you are. Well, it's okay though. Some people can't tell. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of people we don't recognize when we have masks on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, we have a few more minutes left. Uh, is there anything else you would like to bring up, either DDDA or personal or whatever? Um, 
Well, um, regarding the DDA, I just want to um, tell everybody that working in downtown Lake Orion is really fantastic. Um, and um, being able to support um, a downtown that is supported by a community like Lake Orion is amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when in, in a in a downtown organization, when to support a downtown, you want to really talk about, you want to look at um, what it's going to take to make a community thrive and a downtown thrive. Um, and we've got all of these physical assets with the, 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 the trail comes into town and we've got the lake and now they've added boat docks so you can literally be on the lake and decide to go downtown and on your boat and just come downtown. I think those crosswalks <clears throat> are fantastic because we used yeah. to just have to run across after parking and just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the crosswalk makes a huge difference. Adding that social district so everyone can wander around town and, and enjoy themselves um, regardless of what their comfort level is. You know, we we all have friends that are maybe um, different levels of comfort, and you can still hang out if you're in downtown Lake Orion. All the shops, um, when we started talking in the middle of February, we started talking about um, wanting to really promote the the stores that would be open after five and everybody got on board and said, okay, I mean, you know, everyone where that worked for them, they all got on board. All of those stores got on board and participated. Um, There's a lot of teamwork that happens in downtown Lake Orion and that all of that stuff, everybody working together, it makes it easier for us to uh, create an environment. I mean, that is the environment that um, helps our businesses thrive. And, um, but all of that, all of that making uh, a great environment, it doesn't work unless we have a community that wants to come and play and dine and gather in the downtown. And we also have that in Lake Orion. So I just wanted to give my love. <laughs> so uh, the website uh, for the DDA? DowntownLakeOrion.org. And then Facebook? Lake Orion DDA um, or at Downtown Lake Orion. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much. And we'll see you guys about town.